It's the Rob Report. I am Rob Port here on WDAY, 701-293-9000. Your local number, 888-970-9329. It's a toll-free number. Email talk at WDAY.com. I was uh, just reading this uh, headline from McClatchy. It says, people are too tired of the election to fight about it on social media. Uh, which, A, I'm, I'm not sure that's true just based anecdotally on my social media. Um, I actually had a post trending on Facebook earlier today, if you could believe that. Um, so I don't, I don't know. How do you feel? Are, are you feeling weary? I, I, th- I think everybody at this point, and, you know, we've got, what, two weeks ago, something like that. Um, everybody, I think, at this point gets a little tired of, of the political cycle. Uh, I, and I think everybody sort of looks forward to heading into the, um, holiday term when it's all a little less heated. Um, but I wonder if it's more so now. I mean, this, this might be the election that took place more on social media than anyone before it. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering how, you know, how are your feelings about that? We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the program. Um, joining me first though is uh, my guest. Uh, he's somebody who is running for office, local office, state representative Blair Thorson. He's a Republic, Republican from District 44, uh, is running a race. He wants another term in the uh, state house. Blair, thanks for your time today. Thanks, Rob. Your uh, your opponent's getting a lot of attention. I saw um, one of them, specifically, Carla Rose Hansen, uh, named, uh, you know, sort of a sort of a race that the National Democratic uh uh, party structure is is watching a race that they're putting resources in. Certainly, a lot of money in that race. Are you worried? You know, I'm still out talking to my friends and neighbors here in North Fargo, where I live my entire life, and I feel really good about where we are at. I do know that there has been a lot of outside influence in this race, both through that and through some major contributions from places like New York and Hollywood and San Francisco. But I think the people of North Fargo are more interested in talking about what's going on here and uh, not what's happening on the national level trying to influence our race. 701-293-9000, You know, that's been one thing that the Democrats have made a lot of. Um, a, a lot of is Donald Trump on the national ticket. And I know uh, your your uh, opponent, Carla Rose Hansen, uh, one of your opponents, participated in a a press conference where the Democrats sort of condemned Republicans for not repudiating uh, Donald Trump. Uh, How do you respond to that? I mean, their argument, I guess, is Donald Trump has said a lot of controversial things. Some would describe it as offensive things. How how do you respond to that? Uh, First of all, yes, there has been some things he said that are controversial, I suppose, to people and also offensive. And I know that uh, he took uh, some responsibility for that after the, now I guess the infamous video was released here a few weeks ago. He stepped forward and he apologized. And, uh, you know, we had a president some years ago who did similar things, and he went on national TV and apologized, and the people seemed to accept that. I guess in this case, again, uh, if they want to talk about what's going on in Washington, D.C., and what's happening on the national level, that's fine. I'm spending my time knocking on doors and talking to people about what we're going to do to get jobs here in North Dakota and make sure that property taxes stay low and that we uh, kind of get through where we are with our budget right now. So 
that's kind of where we're at. Uh, if, if others want to play national politics, that's fine. I'd rather focus on North Fargo. Uh, letter the editor of the Fargo Forum today uh, says, uh, this is from uh, Mr. Stephen Christensen, um, takes you to task for some of your recent votes. It reads, I quote, uh, when I started the in vitro fertilization center in North Dakota over 20 years ago, I never imagined that anyone, especially state legislators, would work actively to end my practice. After all, we help couples build their families. But lawmakers, including my own uh, representative Blair Thorson here in Fargo, advanced extreme personhood legislation that would have made it impossible for families to use IVF in North Dakota. Thankfully, every attempt to pass it has failed. Thorson's personhood votes are just one reason why I'm supporting Carla Rose Hansen and Representative Joshua Boucher, a Democrat Fargo for House. Um, What's your response to that? Well, first of all, uh, the person involved with this letter is working on the campaign of my opponent, so I'm not surprised that they would have a letter to the editor in the newspaper. Second of all, the vote that we had in the legislature was to advance an issue for the voters of North Dakota to decide what to do with it. The voters chose not to pass that law, but we've done that on many different issues where we put it in front of the voters. We'll even be doing it this year with a couple of measures. So, you know, they can say we push to advance this legislation I have voted pro-life through my entire legislative career, which is something which is a public record. But in this case, the citizens had the ultimate say in this, and uh, they chose to go a different direction. So I have no problem with that. There's been other issues in the past where maybe I didn't personally agree with it, but I thought it was important for the people of our our state and our city to have their say, so we went ahead with that. So, you know, this is something which we've gone back and forth on, and... uh, Again, I think the people of our district certainly have their opinion on life, whether you're on one side or the other, and we can argue that all day long. Uh, Right now the courts have kind of stepped in on a lot of the things we've done, and so we move forward, and I think, you know, this goes back to 2013. In the 2015 legislative session, we really didn't see any further legislation on that, and I think for now we're about where we're at with the issue of human life. 701-293-9000, 701-293-9000, talking with State Representative Blair Thorson, District 44, 888-970-9329. He is uh, one of the Republicans running in that that election, uh, that election district for re-election. Uh, Gail Nelson is a newcomer to the district, and State Senator Tim Flackle is also uh, running for another term. And uh, Blair, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I saw some um, mailers that had gone out that had um it was targeting your running mate senator flackle specifically uh, accusing him of of voting for too many I, I guess too many tax reductions or something and specifically hit him on voting for uh, supposedly voting for uh oil tax reform which passed the legislature last year now i actually i, I think it's i think the mailer is factually wrong i don't i think senator flackle in fact i if i remember correctly was the only republican in the legislature to vote against that legislation. You, however, voted for it. Uh, but what's your position? I mean, when Democrats bring that up about the oil tax reform, how do you explain that to voters? I think we explain it by saying that if we had not made the changes which we did, our state would be about a million dollars a day short of where we are now. We already had some budget challenges due to our ag and oil you know, energy economy. The changes we made stabilized things and made sure that we have about an additional $300 million a year to work with. And uh, I know there is this argument that we made a 23% permanent cut to oil taxation, which it's just not true. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Um, The facts speak otherwise. We are actually gaining money right now because of the changes we made. 
Senator Flacco and I did have a different vote on that issue, but the issue here is, is the fact that our opponents sent out a mailer, which hit most mailboxes yesterday, which absolutely has incorrect information on it. It said that he voted for a bill, which he did not vote for, and that, you know, I see on the national level they talk about the Pinocchio Award. This absolutely is incorrect. Their mailer has not factual information on it, so I guess when the voters of our district go to choose who it is they want to represent them for the next four years, they might want to take that into consideration. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. I had a couple other questions, and, and you've had some issues with, with some campaign advertising that's been vandalized, which I actually wrote about at com today. Can you hold for another segment, Blair? Sure. All right, going to go to another uh, segment. If you want to join the program, once again, those numbers, 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Fall is in the air. The beautiful colors of the trees... Kids playing in a pile of leaves. The streets riddled with pumpkins. And your creepy neighbor putting out his Alice Cooper guillotine. Fall is upon us. Welcome back to Rob Report, talking with State Representative Blair Thorson, 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Blair, you're, uh, you've been having some troubles with uh, campaign signs. Tell us what's going on. Well, we have seen a pattern of our signs either disappearing or being destroyed uh, for the last several weeks here in our district. And, I mean, we've seen this in the past with other elections. There's always those cases where people might be going out in the evening having some fun, so to speak, I guess if they consider that fun. I noticed uh, on the story you wrote there was a comment about, you know, college kids walking home, and this isn't a story. Well, if it were just that, we wouldn't say anything. But what we've been seeing is kind of a pattern throughout our district of the signs we have and the ones that uh, the Bergen Sanford campaign has in a lot of the same yards being either taken or destroyed and uh, have had a lot of calls and contacts by people who have been nice enough to put our signs up, you know, because these people have come onto their property, have in a lot of cases torn them up and thrown them in their bushes or in a couple of cases up on the roof of the house and that type of thing. So we have actually turned this over to law enforcement because one of the people in our district had a security camera which caught images on several different occasions of people doing this. And, uh, you know, we believe in the First Amendment. We just don't think this is a way to exercise it. Yeah, certainly. And, uh, by the way, if people want to see those uh, those photos, they're up at sayanythingblog.com. Um, you know, do you think it's just a reflection of where we're at? I mean, obviously, this has been a an ugly election cycle, a very nasty presidential campaign at the national level. Uh, certainly, your race is something that has, like I said earlier in the program, has been you know, sort of identified by, you know, the, the National Democratic uh, uh, campaign apparatus as, as a race that they're focusing a lot of resources on. Is this just a product of, of, of what's just been a, you know, kind of an ugly election cycle? 
I think that's part of it. I mean, really, we are seeing both at the national level and not so much on our state races this year, but at other levels, more tension amongst people. And I really don't want to see that. You know, um, it just comes back to the fact that I want to represent my neighbors in North Fargo where I've lived my entire life and try and do the best job we can for them in Bismarck. And I hope that we don't have agitators and protesters coming into districts doing things like this. That's just not the way we're... And it's not what we're about here in North Dakota. So if they want to do that at the national level, that's fine. But uh, let's keep it out of politics here. 701-293-9000, Still have a couple minutes left with State Representative uh, Blair Thorson. Blair, free elected, what are your priorities heading into the next legislative session? Obviously, North Dakota's in a very different budget situation than, than they've been in in years past. Um, if, if you win this election, you know what, what, what's your priorities? What do you have your eye on? I think our priorities remain the same. Number one is making sure we do balance our budget without inflicting any harm on those who are most vulnerable. You know, we uh, went through a special session where we had to make some changes for the short term. Now we're going to focus on what it is we have to do for the next two years and going forward. Obviously, we're going to have a new person in the governor's office. Uh, I think all signs point to Doug Burgum being that person, and he's been great to work with during the campaign, and I look forward to working with him going forward, having somebody with kind of bold new ideas to stimulate our economy, get new jobs going in North Dakota, and make sure that our state keeps moving forward, because ag and energy will come back. They're cyclical, but we need to add another component, such as technology and other areas where we keep our state on a steady, progressive track. So that's number one. Also making sure that property taxes don't go up, even with the uh, challenges we have with the budget, we've made a commitment to make sure that does not happen. So if reelected, I will certainly be fighting to keep that going for the people of my district and for the state. How are you, now, I, I know Doug Burgum's been active in your campaign, and, and certainly he got a lot of votes in your district when I was looking during the, uh, the primary election. Um, he was pretty tough, though, on, on lawmakers during his primary race, you know, talking about the, the good old boys club, uh, which, by the way, is, is a talking point I now hear uh, showing up at some of the campaign ads for some of the Democrats running in the Fargo area. Uh, mm-hmm. how, I mean, how, how do you, what do you think of that? I mean, you're obviously somebody who's been in the legislature for a long time. What do you think of, of people who say, you know, the legislature sort of lost touch with the people? You know, it's interesting you say that because one of the things that my opposition did was send out a mailing saying that I was extreme or out of touch. They took a photo off of my Facebook page of me with headset on, actually on this station taking calls from my constituents like i'm doing right now doing talk radio so i think we are certainly in touch our state has the most accessible legislature in the country bar none when i talk to people from other states they go through staff they sit in their offices we sit at our desk of the capitol and anyone can walk up to us and say here's my issue and i need to talk to you about it and i have no problem giving out my personal phone number or email address to anyone who asks, because that's what we're expected to do. As state legislators, we're there to represent the small population of people that we have been elected by to take and be their voice. So that's what I'm going to continue to do. I know there was that talk during the primary about uh, the good old boys and that type of thing, but I have to tell you, Doug and his people, Brent Sanford, people with their campaign have been just wonderful to work with. We've talked about issues and ideas going forward, and I look forward to working with them over the next four years to move the state ahead. All right, most important question. Cubby's going to win tonight? I sure hope so. I've been a long-suffering Cubs fan for many years, so 
I want to fly the W tonight and uh, three more nights in a row and get it done. Uh, how does somebody from Fargo become a Cubs fan? I have a bunch of friends who grew up on the north side of Chicago who somehow immigrated to North Dakota. Maybe they wised up and got out of Illinois, but uh, they were lifelong Cubs fans <laughs> and kind of recruited me into the uh, family of the Cubs. So that's how I ended up as a fan of uh, the Chicago north side team, and uh, it'll be nice to see a 100 and some odd years of no World Series victories go away this year, hopefully. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm rooting for Cleveland just because i got to stick with the American League. But uh, good luck right. tonight, and uh, good luck in the election, Blair. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Rob. We appreciate it. State Representative Blair Thorson running for District 44. He's a Republican. I guess we'll uh, we'll see. what It's one of, one of the hot races around the state. Don't expect Democrats to probably win a lot of elections in North Dakota this cycle. But um, that's one where they're competitive. Hot race. Be interesting to see what the outcome is there. More to come straight ahead. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Open phones. Don't go away. to the Rob Report, 701-293-9000, that's your local number, 888-970-9329, it's a toll-free number, you can uh, email Rob, or not, <laughs> I've already given my uh, my email address out, you can email talk at wday.com, that's the one. If you want to email me directly, it's rob at sayanythingblog.com. And I, I, I got to tell you, right now, um, if people are emailing me things directly or Facebook messaging me or whatever, and I'm not getting back to you, it's it's just because I am right now under a, a landslide of um, of emails and tweets and, and direct messages and everything else. It's uh, It's been a little crazy on my end. Um, like I think I mentioned, I, I had a post trending on Facebook earlier today, and it's it's been... It's been crazy. I mean, good, but but also a little nuts trying to keep up with everything. Um, and it's I, I I was reading by the way, and uh, <laughs> while uh, while I had uh, Representative Thorson on, somebody emailed Donald Trump will kick Hillary's butt. Mm-hmm. That was the that, that was the email. <laughs> That's I. I think that plays in well with what I want to talk about with this McClatchy headline where people are tired of, you know, too tired of the election to fight about it on social media, which I don't believe me. There's plenty of fighting over the election still going on on social media. Um, I think some of the fatigue right now, I, I think I think some of it has to do with maybe Republicans in their hearts knowing that Donald Trump's just not he's not going to pull it out. I don't know. Um, I'm not a Republican, and I am extremely fatigued by this election. Absolutely. Yeah, but you're not, you're not a Hillary fan, though, either. I mean, not specifically. You're you're not. Your your enthusiasm for her is is tempered because she it wasn't very, necessarily your first. Pick. No, she wasn't my first pick. But I can, I can understand where the headline is coming from. I think, in general, at least. In comparison with other election cycles, I think there are more people experiencing election fatigue. Yeah. And I, I, I think a lot, again, I think that's because social media has continued to proliferate. 
um, and it has become more and more. It, it's the battle space. I mean, it's the public square now, more and more. Um, and it's not just you know kitty pictures. I mean, it's people live their lives on social media now, including their political lives. And with social media, I mean, it used to be, you know, you could be polite around your friends and maybe not talk politics or whatever if if you were around them. But on Facebook, you're around all your friends all the time, right? If you post an update, they're going to see it. And if it's, you know, if you're for Donald Trump or against Donald Trump or for Hillary or against Hillary or, or whatever other, you know, for a pipeline, against a pipeline, whatever it is, everybody's going to see it. And there's just no getting away from it anymore. Um, we're well, all up in everybody's business all the time. And it's that being up in everybody's business bit that, that gets me. I have seen the way some of these social media, quote unquote, conversations about politics go. And I tell you what, I would rather go back to Fort Ransom and have another political discussion with my father, whom doesn't agree with me very often on political things, while shooting shotgun off the back porch again, than I yeah. would enjoy another conversation on social media about politics. I think I think there is something, I think something healthy, though, I think is going to come out of all this. And I think what it is, is that. Because, again, there's that old saw, you don't talk religion or politics, you know, in polite company or how, however it goes. It, it goes a, a lot of different ways. But I think what social media is going to do is, is force us to confront some of those things. And right now, because we're in a very transitory phase, right, it's still very new. It's, it's hard for a lot of people because there's a lot of people out there that, that aren't used to it. Um, and that's actually something I, I had to recognize about myself. Like I'm, I'm a very unusual person and that I like this stuff and I don't get mad. Um, as a matter of fact, my, my mom was on my Facebook last night. Cause I mean, I, I get, I get, a, I get a lot of Facebook comments on the stuff that I write. Cause I, I share my stuff from the blog on my Facebook page or whatever. And, um, you know, a lot of people come on there and some of them don't agree with me and some of them call me dirty names and stuff like that. And, you know, it's politics on the internet. What are you going to do? Uh, and my mom was on there, and she was, you know, getting after, <laughs> getting after some of them. I gotta and, imagine she was upset at seeing you called those sorts of names because she's uh, from a generation where that yeah. just didn't happen. Well, even even my wife and my sisters have a hard time with it. Sometimes, you know, they tell me that they have a hard time reading the blog because they see people who are upset with me. Um, and I and I say that I don't, you know that my 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 family sometimes disagrees with me on things. I mean we're all adults. We're all you know we all have different viewpoints, and that's fine. You know uh, they struggle with with the name calling and stuff a lot. And for me, like it just doesn't bother me. Like like people get a little overwrought sometimes, and and they get a little angry sometimes. And it doesn't. It it just genuinely doesn't bother me because I I like the discussion. I like the debate. But it's something I've always had to recognize, you know, even, you know, years ago when I was a teenager and really before social media or blogging or anything like that, I would I would like to talk about this stuff uh, with people who didn't really want to talk about it because it made them mad or they had a hard time you know, because I would disagree or whatever. Um, a lot of people have a hard time debating. And so to get back to my point, I think what's going to come out of this is it's going to force us to have to deal with the fact that we disagree and right now, I think it's really hard. And right now, I think it's creating a lot of division and a lot of faction. But I think if we go forward a generation, we're going to be a lot more accepting of it. And and I think I think ultimately, in the long term, in the aggregate, it's going to make us a healthier society. That's my my very optimistic outlook on it. 
701-293-9000-888-970-9329. I'd be interested to know what people think about that, though. I mean, do do you think – because I I think right now I I think the reaction is to kind of look down – at social media to kind of see it as a as a fever swamp of, of anger and cast dispersions and, and everything else, uh, name calling and, and ranting and everything else. Uh, and I it is that I mean, it's all of those things, unfortunately. Um, I think it's also some very good things as well. I, I see good discussions happen every day. Um, I've had you know, maybe a half dozen people over over the years tell me that I have genuinely changed their outlook. Um, you know, where, where they used to believe one set of things and now they believe something else. And I, I guess I, I played some part in helping them change their minds, which is great. Maybe I've pushed some people the other way, too. I don't know. Um, but I, ultimately, I think it's good when we talk to each other. I, I, I think it's good when we're engaged with each other and it's hard now because we're engaged more closely than we ever have been before. Uh, but eventually maybe some of the hard edges are going to get knocked off or we're going to learn how to deal with it better. Well, I agree with you there, but I'm, I, I feel some concern about the idea that, that social media is going to be what creates that particular change. Because in my experience, social media tends to go one of two ways. You either end up with those name-calling fighting matches which quickly devolve into playground balarkey, or you end up in an echo chamber where the people that you engage with on social media all share your opinion, and so your opinion is never challenged because it's the same opinion as everybody that you talk to, and so you can put out anything, and it all just comes back to you louder in the same voice, and then you feel more strongly about it. And then if you end up in the other situation... You've existed in that echo chamber for long enough that you feel compelled to be antagonistic toward these other people that don't share your opinion. Yeah, it, it is remarkable. I mean, obviously, one one place where I've been engaged for a while is uh, the Dakota Access Pipeline. I mean, that's that's something I think by far the biggest story of the year. Certainly, the biggest story in the state right now. Um, it it's so I'm I'm writing a lot about that issue right now because it's just. It's unavoidable. Um, and I, I think it's important as well. But it, it is amazing to me to see how many people uh, really on both sides just repeat things over and over again that just aren't true. Um, for instance, on the anti-pipeline side, the idea that the pipeline crosses tribal land. Well, no, it doesn't. Uh, or on the other side, the idea that, that the, the tribe was trying to, to hold out for some money from the pipeline company and the pipeline company turned them down and this is really all about money. Not true. I actually specifically asked the pipeline company about that and they said uh, because they never been ever building it on tribal land, uh, they didn't offer any sort of a, a payout or, or monetary settlement or anything like that with the tribe. So that's a problem too where you would think it's something where information is as readily as available as it is on the internet that we would cure some of that but we don't and i think that's a product of what you're talking about Atil. it's just sort of that that echo chamber that that just affirming what you already believe or what you want to believe that's a problem yeah you don't you don't want sources that are true you want sources that back up what you believe that fit the narrative yeah exactly um but I think that's going to get better over the time. Maybe I'm wrong. Ten years from now, we'll revisit this conversation. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
Welcome back. This is the Rob Report on WDAY, 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. Last segment, if you want to get your calls or comments in, got Karen on the line. Karen, what's up? Well, uh, you're a conservative and I'm a liberal Democrat, so often what you're saying is not what I believe, but I don't have any trouble listening to you say it because you say it so well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And to me, that's always important. I, I, I find that it's very easy for me to, I, it's very easy for me to listen to, um, uh, left wing sources or progressive sources or, or, or people just, I, I guess not, not to, not to make it such a binary thing. People that I disagree with, if you're articulating an argument, coherently uh and it's not based on emotion it's on based on some set of facts now we may still disagree but but we can you know we we can we can agree with that but um you know i i I can listen and i can try to understand and i i do try to understand in fact on on the blog one of the reasons i called it say anything uh, other than when i started it 13 years ago i didn't think anybody was actually going to read the blog and i just was trying to get through the, the the form to create the blog very quickly um, but one of the things I've always tried on the blog is, is to try to bring in people from all over. You know, it's a conservative blog in that I'm a conservative guy and I write the posts. And so my viewpoint, I guess, is going to be dominant. But, you know, anybody who reads the comment section knows it's anything but an echo chamber. And I, I like that. Now, a lot of people read the comment section like, how can you stand that? And, you know, I, I, I think, I think even, even people who, who I, 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 you know, get angry or, or insult or, or lose their cool a little bit. I find sometimes, you know, on a different topic, maybe we'll start talking about baseball or something and we can get along. And, you know, I, that's one thing I, I hope we can get rid of is this idea that the other side is the enemy. Um, Are you telling you know, me you don't believe that every Democrat is hiding a pair of devil horns under their hat? No, I don't. I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> I, I think. I think some. You know. I think their worldview is is sometimes a little naive. Um, I could tell you as a conservative, sometimes liberalism strikes me as uh, what's the what's the word for it? Hubris. Um, you know, I, I I'm a little skeptical of our ability to to create utopia. You know, with with the tax code. Um, I, you know, I think like global warming, you know, or climate change or whatever, like the idea that we could control climate trends with tax, the tax code, I think seems a little silly to me. Now we could disagree about that. I don't think it makes people evil. I, I, th- I think they believe there's a problem that I don't see as much as a problem and they want to do a lot of very, uh, you know, big things with public policy to, to address it. And I obviously, because we don't agree on the scope of the problem, oppose those things. Now, not, neither of us are evil. Neither of us are in the pockets of anybody else, although there's obviously there's, you know, the fossil fuel industry. But I mean, these things, you know, I, I, I wish it didn't have to be that way. I, I, I wish it wasn't, you know, that way. And, and also, I wish people sometimes wouldn't take it so personally when, uh, you know, I, I can be very direct and very blunt when I write or when I talk because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess that's just my style. But, uh, you know, people take offense at that. And 
I think we are going to get better at it, though, Natil. I think social media is going to help us get better. I'm, I think I'm being social, very optimistic today. I think social media will help if people start to understand what an actual debate is. Yeah. I, if, if more people understood how to actually have a debate and how to avoid using the... I can't remember how many fallacies there are. Is, is there 11 of them? 7-Eleven, yeah, something like that? Something like that. that. That all have very specific names. And if you avoid using those types of things when you go into a debate, you're a lot less likely to end up being responded to with that extremely sort of personal attack if you're engaging with someone who, you know, has some semblance of, you know, intelligence and ability to articulate back to you. Also, you're going to find that when you engage and, and you're, you're willing to acknowledge that the other, you know, the, the person you're debating with or the person on the other side, that they're right about some things, that they have certain points, if you can acknowledge that and if you can also lay out your case without, you know, being insulting or without being angry or without being, um, you know, making it sound like they're a bad person because they disagree with you, you're going to get a lot further. You're going to get a lot more traction out of that. Um, that's, that's, that's what I believe. It's about finding concessions and middle ground. I I think it's, I think social media is going to make us better. Television didn't rot our brains, right? We can go back, uh, we can go back. Um, I read an article published in like the Victorian era about how this new technological innovation called the novel was inspiring all these, uh, was inspiring all these young kids. Yeah. I I think social media is just the latest thing. We're going to get through it. I think it's going to make us a better people in the long term. That's what I think. Jay Thomas Show straight ahead. Remember, you can catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Thanks. We'll talk again.